fun. What is up, everyone? Happy New Year's Eve to you all. Uh, 2021 will have more in store, especially for this Coast to Coast podcast. I'm Liam, hosting the podcast today alongside Carson and Jose. And today, we're going to get into some topics about week 16 and talk about what's ahead and forward. But first of all, just want to shout out, subscribe to the channel, and link below to our Spotify, where you can listen to our podcast just to the audio. So, Link below in the description, and let's just get started with game number one. We got the Saints with a 52-33 to victory over the Vikings with Kamara with a NFL record-tying performance of six rushing touchdowns on the ground. Um, we also saw some work from the receivers for the Vikings with um, Thielen getting in eight receptions for 97, uh, Justin Jefferson going over 85 yards, and Irv Smith with a big game. Carson, what do you got to say about this one? Um, I mean, yeah, you can't really talk about anything else first with uh, without mentioning Kamara. I mean, like, absolutely ridiculous. Like, six touchdowns is only the second player ever to do that. Like, it's just crazy. And, like, if you if you had him and you made it to your fantasy championship, congrats. Um, uh, except in one of my leagues, the guy I was playing against had him, and I still beat him. It's subtle flex. But, uh, anyways, yeah, monster game, winning fantasy championships all over. The freaking world he went off um it was kind of weird how they let Taysom Hill get his seventh touchdown I don't know what that was all about but still he got six it was amazing um and Minnesota just couldn't stop anything at all they probably couldn't have even stop me if I was out there um but as for them yeah nice games from the receivers like you said Thielen Irv Smith both um having 23 points um and a solid day for Cook um you know 16.5 you know solid week but I think uh a lot of people were expecting Cook uh, you know, probably do a lot better, especially because, uh, you know, you're expecting a lot more in a fantasy championship if you made it there with him. But still a great season for him. And, uh, you know, RB2, that's something to be shameful about. But Kamara, just, you know, officially RB1, just ridiculous, bro. Like, it's crazy to watch. A Christmas miracle. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, but besides that, their their passing game really wasn't that great. I mean, um, Breeze got picked off twice, and they had a drop pick. Uh, so, like, through the air, they really were not getting it done. Um, it was pretty much just Camara all day that was just cooking them. They could not stop him at all. Um, but, yeah, Justin Jefferson had a nice performance. I, I like watching him play, to be honest. One of the one of the most exciting rookie receivers. Yeah. It's funny to see that the two uh, top candidates for offensive uh, rookie of the year are both named Justin, funny enough. But – uh, most likely the award will go to Herbert due to the uh, quarterback bias. And he is having a record-breaking season as well. You know, he could potentially have the most yards for a rookie uh, quarterback, and he definitely think, has the passing record already. So, I think if Minnesota was in the playoffs, I think it would be Jefferson's. But I think yeah. just, yeah, the fact that they're both not in the playoffs it's like, and he's a quarterback, yeah, it makes more sense. Mm-hmm. And Jefferson also didn't start the first few games of the season, which it's just crazy to think of that he's he become – Yeah. I mean, like, looking, like, at a statistical, like, category with, like, the top, like, PFF, like, Jefferson grades out as one of the better receivers in the NFL already. So, um, we'll hop into this next game. Uh, Easily the most uh, interesting game, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with a 47-7 victory over the Lions. Uh, Tom Brady throws for 348 yards and four touchdowns in one half and then calls it quits. Then his backup, Blaine Gabbert, goes in and throws for two touchdowns and 143 yards, but... Just absolutely uh, ridiculous, and it's also sad to see how um, DeAndre Swift just keeps not getting enough carries in this offense. I mean, 
if you like looked over at the Detroit uh, passing attack, I mean, they went through three quarterbacks. I mean, Matthew Stafford went out, and then they had Chase Daniel, then they had David Blau. So I don't know why they aren't just giving workhorse carries to DeAndre Swift. I mean, he's going to be a future of this team, you know, with Kenny, Kenny Galladay and TJ Hawkinson on the offensive end. So I think they need to aim more towards him. But, um, Jose, what do you got to say about this one? Yeah, I mean, the Lions made Blaine Gabbert look like an actual quarterback out there. They really just have no idea what they're doing on either side of the ball. I mean, with this – is he an interim head coach that they have or is just a – Yes, I believe so. Head coach? Yeah, he just – Yeah. You, I mean, you really can't blame him. He came in, you know, with a few weeks left in the season. They just – they can't really do much out there. They're just playing for pride at this point, um, which they're not even doing that. But, uh, yeah, Mike Evans, he's going to have a monster day, you know, against a shit defense like this. 10, rece- 10 receptions for 181 yards and two touchdowns. Just ridiculous. I feel like he has at least one of these, you know, every year, sometimes two or three. Um, but, yeah, Br- I wonder what Brady would have put up had he played the whole game. You know, maybe we could have seen a- another record broken this week. But, yeah, only five incompletions. That's that's insane. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the Bucs the Bucs have been beating up on bad teams, like, all season, it seems like. And, yeah, like you said, Mike Evans went off. It was dope to see him go off, uh, you know, for fantasy championship week. Um, And the pros for DeAndre Swift, he was the leading fantasy scorer for the Lions. And the con is that he only had nine fantasy points. Um, So, you know, yeah, I completely agree with Liam. Like, just make this guy your workhorse because he's shown. And uh, I was listening to, uh, you know, the Stringer podcast they were doing fantasy football. And I think, you know, it's crazy to think, but if Swift would have caught that game-winning touchdown at the beginning of the season, I think this could have been a completely different season because I feel like with that, like him dropping that, I think the coaching staff just like, you know, kind of put the leash on him a little bit, you know, put the handcuffs on and didn't really, you know, go out all out with him. But I think if he catches that, I think that probably would have, like they wouldn't have done that. They would have just kept them as, you know, a workhorse back of the whole season. I think that really like kind of, you know, stopped his growth a lot, um, which I thought was a really interesting point. I just wanted, uh, wanted to reiterate that. But yeah, dude, it's sad. I don't even know how this team has, what, like five wins? I think, yeah, six so, wins. But I mean, it looking is, at it, it doesn't make any mean, sense. Like we're talking about Swift, he had four and a half yards of carry, which is super good for a running back. Which you know, why would you abandon that, especially going against this Tampa Bay team? But um, speaking of this Tampa Bay team, they will be playing um, the winner of the NFC East uh, in the first round of the playoffs. So, uh, sorry, Jose, I- I'd expect the Tampa Bay. Uh, if your Cowboys are going to get against them, they're going to give them a beat- beating up or whoever they play. Um, it's going to be. They probably have they have one of the easier rides to the playoffs uh, in the next round. But um, speaking of not the playoffs, well, not really. Uh, we got the San Francisco 49ers, uh, CJ Beathard on the anniversary of his brother's death uh, with a 20 to 12 victory of the Arizona Cardinals puts them in an interesting place uh, for the playoff race. Now they are uh, going to have to get a win against the Los Angeles Rams and hope for a bears loss um, to secure themselves in the playoffs. Um, Carson, what do you got to say about this one? Uh, yeah, the Niners, um, you know, just showing, you know, that they're still one of the best teams in football, you know, when they're healthy because, you know, they're still, you know, putting out great games like this with their second, third string guys. I mean, Jeff Wilson was the guy today, 183 yards on the ground uh, to go along with the receiving touchdown. He went off for 27 points. Um, and also great to see uh, Yushek Juice get two touchdowns as well. 
Um, and then Kittle coming back. Um, you know, Kittle had an okay game, but just nice to see him uh, you know, healthy again. Um, as for the Cardinals, um, you know, I don't really think it's Kyler struggling, even though, you know, Kyler's had an amazing fantasy season, but he has definitely struggled um, a little bit passing. And if they, if he didn't have Hopkins, I think it would definitely look, you know, it would look much, much, much worse, um, even though, you know, his passing uh, offense still isn't as great as I'd like it to be. But I think a lot of that's been health. And I just still think that Kingsbury is not the guy. Like, I really think to unlock Kyler and this team's potential, which I think they have a lot of, um, I don't think it's with Kingsbury. Like, I think, I don't know if they're going to get rid of him after this. They'll probably give him one more year. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just don't think uh, he's the guy. I mean, are the Niners trying to make the playoffs? Like Trying to lose I mean, a pick. Are you guys trying to make the playoffs? Because at this point, I don't see, I don't really see a point in trying to make the playoffs. It's the same thing with the Cowboys. Like, I don't really understand why you're making this playoff push, especially this late. Like, at this point, just get the better draft pick and move forward for next season because you're not going to make any noise in the playoffs. There's really no point. Um, and I get that they're players and, like, they want to win, but, you know, sometimes it's for the betterment of the team. But, yeah, K- Kyler – with just an extremely efficient day on the ground, you know, only eight carries, but almost double what Kenyon Drake put up on the ground <laughs> besides the touchdown. Yep. Um, yeah, it's just Kyler, I think he, he chucks the ball up a lot and just a lot of people don't come down with it, you know, unless it's DeAndre, unless it's a man named DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think they need to go for a tight end uh, this off, I mean, this offseason, yeah. I mean, if they can secure a good, uh, you know, make it someone like Zach Ertz or um, even if they, you know, they go for, I think, Pat Fearman, the guy out of Penn State, he's a pretty solid tight end. I mean, there's no way they're going to get Kyle Pitts. I can't imagine that unless they miss the playoffs and somehow their pick's high enough. But uh, I think someone like if you put a dynamic playmaker alongside DeAndre Hopkins, I think that's going to unlock Kyler more. But Kyler still has a lot more to work on as a quarterback. He needs like a safety net, like in the middle of the field, like a guaranteed like five to someone just like dump it off to, yeah, like a tight end. Ertz would be, that would be amazing. Yeah, someone to Actually. revive a career. But um, yeah, I definitely. think Murray's still going to be drafted top five in fantasy next year due to his ability to run. So I think you're still going to see the top guys probably going to be, it's going to go Mahomes. Then, you know, with the resurgence of Lamar Jackson, people might be betting on him. Uh, Kyler Murray's definitely going to be up there. And then, it's gonna be people. Are they gonna go? Are they gonna pick Rodgers? Do they think Rodgers? Do they have faith in him anymore? But it'll be interesting to see. Um, but no, heading into this next game, um, interesting situation we have in uh, Miami as the Dolphins with a twenty-six to twenty-five victory as Brian Fitzpatrick hits one of the craziest throws I think I've ever seen uh, watching football with a face mask penalty alongside, throws it on a dime to um, Mac Hollins for a 34-yard game, sets up a Jason Sanders game-winning field goal. Uh, absolutely crazy game. Uh, Miles Gaskin doing well. But, uh, Jose, what do you got to say about this one? Yeah, I mean, the best no-look pass of all time. <laughs> you know, even Mahomes said it himself. But, uh, yeah, Miles Gaskin with, with a crazy performance. Um, just finally unleashing him. I feel like the whole season, you know, he had kind of been, you know, dabbling in around like 15 to 18 points, you know being that RB2 fringe type of player. And he finally just had a, a monster day on the ground and through the air. 
you know, I really hope that, that they keep rolling with him next season and, um, you know, invest in him as their, their future premier back. But, uh, yeah, Nelson Aguilar, I mean, you got to give him props for the season he's had with the Raiders. Um, you know, five for 155 and a touchdown this game. Uh, you know, a really revival of his career where we thought he was done, uh, in the not just with the Eagles, but in the NFL. I, I thought he was done. I mean, he could not catch an open pass out there. But now, you know, he's established himself. Is he their number one besides Waller? I mean, yeah, I guess you could say. I also got Tyrell Williams coming back next year. But, I mean, I'd put, yeah. I'd put some stock in Nelson Aguilar as a backup wide receiver on my team next year. Yeah, he's definitely a decent option now. Um, definitely more than he was <laughs> – last year or before but yeah yeah i think he's one of like the better like you're probably he's probably going to be like the second to last or like the last like wide receiver you'd pick up and i think there's like a lot still like a lot of upside for where you'd be drafting him you know yeah mm-hmm. um, right. the dolphins are just so weird i just want to talk about real quick like yeah what, of course. what's going on with tua because like i feel yeah. like you know for a young quarterback like to keep you know, benching him, switching him on and off. I just don't really think that's, like, the best way to approach it. I mean, obviously, like, what do I know about football? But, like, I feel like quarterback, like, the whole key with a quarterback is, like, confidence. And that's, oh, yeah. like, how to take away confidence is, like, to keep benching him and keep, like, on and off. Like, I think you should, you know, Fitzpatrick, that was awesome. That throw was incredible. But I still think, like, for the long term, I think you just, like, let Tua go out there and let him make these mistakes in a year where you've kind of overachieved. I think we all realize like the Dolphins are really scary in the next like year, two years, three years. And this year was kind of like they're coming out party. And I think they were like a year early from really being like a really like, you know, solid, you know, AFC playoff team. And I think just let Tua go out there, like let him make these mistakes and like, you know, build that confidence and build um, that experience for next season and the years to come. It's just kind of weird what they've been doing. I know like, they are kind of in like a win now to, you know, secure that playoff spot. So I do understand that aspect of it, but also for like a long-term aspect of like, just start him, bro. Like let him, let him work it out. Yeah. I mean, they also have, I mean, with Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, reported out next week, Tua's going to have a big game on his hand against the Bills, you know, an AFC East powerhouse. What it's going to seem like. Yeah. Is Tua going to be able to pull it out? I mean, it's going to be interesting. I'm definitely going to be tuning in if it comes down to it where Tua has the final drive and he's got to prove himself, you know, Someone that coming from Alabama, he was seemed as there was a lot of talk of him or Drew Burrow, Joe Burrow were going to be the number one pick. I mean, going into the season before Joe Burrow had his Heisman game, I mean, Heisman season, Tua was very well going to be that first pick. So, I mean, Tua's got to prove to everyone that despite the injuries, despite the way that Flores has handled this quarterback situation, he needs to be able to go out there and prove that he can be a franchise quarterback because if he can't prove it, I mean, I think next year, I mean, as quick as people are judging quarterbacks, uh, next year's going to tell a lot for Tua. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so uh, without further ado, we'll get into uh, this next game. Uh, Kansas City uh, with a narrow victory over the Atlanta Falcons as uh, stud kicker Young Way Koo misses a game-tying field goal uh, at the end of the game. But um, really interesting to see Kansas City uh, has not been playing too well as of recent. Uh, a lot of very close one-possession games. Um but, I mean, this Falcons team, you know, can win on any given Sunday. But at the same time, the Chiefs are 14-1. But, uh, you know, like speculation people were saying with the Steelers, they aren't playing like their record right now. And uh, it's going to be a test uh, to see, you know, with this bye week going into the AFC playoffs, uh, are the Chiefs going to be able to 
take a minute and regroup and figure out their identity. So, uh, what? How about uh, Carson? What do you got to say about this one? Yeah, I think jumping off your point, I'm not really too worried about them just because, like, I feel like the Chiefs, they're kind of like the Warriors, like, you know, the prime Warriors where they can, you know, they can really turn it on whenever they want. You know, they could be down 20 and they could turn it on for five minutes and then be up, you know, 20. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm not really too worried about them, especially because they, you know, they already won the Super Bowl last year. They know what it takes. Um, and I think, you know, they can turn it on whenever they want. Unlike, I think, like the Steelers, I think they like, that's really troublesome what's been going on with them. And I think, you know, definitely like not really playing like their records been showing but yeah not really too worried about the Chiefs I lost a ton of money betting the over because I'm thinking all right you got the Chiefs you got the Falcons I mean come on these are like two like the you know most explosive offenses and uh yeah I lost a ton of money but uh Kelsey just capping off like an incredible season like I I can't like I can't believe he you know before Diggs was like leading the league in uh, receiving yards as a tight end which is just ridiculous um He's had a monster like last few weeks and just crazy season. But Tyreek Hill was a little quiet, um, you know, which sucks, especially for championship weekend. Um, and then as for the Falcons, I mean, Ridley had a pretty nice day and then Hurst had a, a really solid day for a tight end, but not really much else going on for, for them. I mean, Matt Ryan, okay, 300 yards, two touchdowns. But uh, yeah, just a, just a weird game. I thought this was going to be much, much more high scoring. It was uh, definitely a little disappointing in that aspect. Mm-hmm. Jose, what you got to add? Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely in the same boat where I have confidence that this Chiefs team can just turn it on at any moment and just, you know, I feel like they're just playing with us at this point. And they're just like, yeah, oh, we're not going to show you everything we've got. You know, we're saving it for for the playoffs. Um, but yeah, Kelsey with the record breaking game. I mean, he caught his 100th reception on the year and also broke, you know, Kittle's record for receiving yards uh, from a tight end. So. <laughs> Um, you know, tough for you guys, but you know, great for it's Kelsey. all good. Um, Gotta respect. Know, I, just, I really thought this yeah, respect greatness. Be more explosion. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, uh, coming into another shocker, the winless Jets uh, from a few weeks ago are now the uh, back-to-back winners uh, as the Jets, with uh, a diminished Browns receiving core, uh, is able to get a twenty-three to sixteen victory. Over the Browns, um, you know, really unfortunate because, you know, I'm pushing for these Browns to make the playoffs. Obviously, they still got a chance, but, you know, this was seen as one of the easier wins. And now they got to go against Pittsburgh, who's fighting for that number two seed in the AFC playoffs. So um, we'll be interesting to see. So, um, Jose, what do you got to say about this one? I mean, what I guess, you know, taking a win away from the Browns, it's got to feel good knowing, you know, you're still going to have your same pick. But just, like, what are the Browns doing? I mean, their whole identity had been running the ball, you know, running it down their neck. And then now this game, they just don't want to don't want to do that. And I guess, you know, they didn't have any receivers this game. So that should give you even more reason to just run the ball. Use your two best players out there, Chubb and Hunt. Yeah. Like, but, I mean, it sucks because I feel like the COVID rules are kind of, kind of sketch because Haskins was able to suit up this week. But a bunch of close contact receivers, you know, on the Browns weren't, which is just unfortunate. But uh, yeah, he Baker really couldn't do much through the air with no receivers out there, which is why they should have just ran the ball. But yeah, yeah. fifty-three passing attempts, tough loss. Ridiculous. Carson, what do you got to add? 
Um, yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, um, the only reason why I could see them like not running the ball as much is because they fell behind. But I mean, they're only behind. You know, it's not like they were down like two or three scores. I mean, they're all, they're barely down. You know, going into halftime, like I don't know. I just feel like, yeah, like what are you doing? Like it's the Jets. You know, you have Chubb and Hunt. You know, you're going to be able to just run the ball down their throat and just you know you you're going to end up you know beating them with two of the you know probably top ten backs in the league. Um, just so weird. And uh, I thought they were like kind of a lock in like the wild card spot, but now they're like on the verge of not even making the playoffs anymore. It's like mm -hmm. the most Browns thing possible, um, which is kind of sad because I was actually like really excited to, um, you know, see them in the playoffs and, uh, you know, see them at least compete against whoever they're going to play with. But now I don't know what do they like have to beat the Steelers and then something else has to happen or I'm not uh, sure exactly. I don't know. I think it's the percentage is low because they're playing the Steelers, but then again, it's the Steelers. So, who knows? I mean, hopefully, I don't know what the word is on the Browns achievers. I'm assuming they're back and they're able to play this week because otherwise, uh, there's no way the Browns are going to win this yeah, game. But do they like have to beat the Steelers to get into the playoffs? They have to beat the Steelers and they have and the Ravens have to lose. Oh, mm. that's tough. And the Ravens are playing. I mean, hey, you never the know Bengals. the Bengals. The Bengals yeah. out there. Bengals are hot. Bengals are it's hot. Hard we'll because I want to see the – what's it called? I want to see the Ravens make it. I also want to see the Browns make it. So it's going to be interesting to see how that works out. But yeah. uh, speaking yeah. of teams fighting for another playoff spot, we got the Indianapolis Colts uh, failing to get a victory over the Pittsburgh Steelers as the Pittsburgh Steelers secure the AFC North with a 28-24 victory, uh, led behind Ben Roethlisberger, who was slinging that ball in the second half, uh, leading his uh, Steelers to a comeback victory. Uh, TikTok boy playing pretty well this game. But, uh, Carson, <laughs> how about you address this one? Yeah, definitely. I thought the um, I thought the Colts had this one, but, like, Steelers, you know, like, typical Steelers, I feel like we've seen this so many times over the last, like, decade or so, just always making those fourth-quarter comebacks. Um, yeah, like you said, Juju had a, um, a great day. Deontay Johnson also had a um, – you know, really solid day as well. Um, Ebron catching a touchdown. Um, Connor got a touchdown, but only five carries for 21 yards. So um, still the run game is still non-existent. Um, but, um, yeah, and, and as for the Colts, I mean, of course, Taylor um, went crazy, which like him and David Montgomery is just the most random. Like the, those two have been going off in the fantasy playoffs when they were like, kind of almost irrelevant like halfway through the season like they were so frustrating so that's just so weird to see both of them but good for them uh you know but I think both finished as uh top 10 fantasy backs this year so good for them and then Zach Pascal again I'm not even not even gonna start with him he just decides to <laughs> he decides to become like Randy Moss like the last like two weeks of the season um it's crazy but yeah, this was a tough one for the the Colts. Actually, like I really wanted them to take this uh, take this dub, but uh, Steelers ended up coming through and just showing like you know they like the Steelers like we all call them frauds, but they are still really good. and They have the potential to do this. I just still don't think that they can compete with uh, the Bills or the uh, the Chiefs. Oh yeah, a good win for them. Good come from behind win for them for sure. Yeah, I definitely thought the Colts had it in them. Um, Me too. It's just it's tough. For them, they took the lead early, you know, at half. But yeah, I mean, the Steelers are gonna beat you through the air. You pretty much know what they're gonna do. So I think if they match up against a team with a good secondary, like the Ravens or you know someone like that in the playoffs, I think they're pretty much done. 
Um, as long as, you know, James Conner doesn't become Jesus Christ again. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, this Steelers team, they do have a lot of weapons, but I think with against a good secondary, they're pretty easy to, to shut down. And we saw that happen, you know, against the Bills and against, um, you know, other teams. Football team. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But no, I think going into the offseason, they should try and go after, you know, I think a dynamic running back, you know, whether they can get – whether they have a lower pick and they go Travis Etienne in the first round. I mean, I think they're pretty much secure along um, the offensive line. Uh, they got a good receiving core. They don't need to go there. Uh, obviously, that defense is one of the best in the league. I think, you know, if they and get someone like – two of their guys back. Yeah, I mean, if they get – yeah, they're going to get Bush back and then they're going to get uh, Vince Williams. But, uh, you know, if we see uh, Travis Etienne come into that system, they can try, you know, replicate something that Le'Veon Bell used to bring for that Pittsburgh, you know, to a running back that is similar in versatility to what Le'Veon Bell used to be when he played for the Steelers. But uh, despite that, uh, looking at, again, another team fighting for a playoff spot, we have the once five and one, then I believe uh, under 500. But now, oh yeah, the five and the five and one, then the five and six, but now the eight and seven Chicago Bears with a 41 to 17 victory over the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, obviously Jacksonville, um, they know they're going to get Trevor Lawrence. You know, I'd be surprised if they don't go Trevor, but uh, David Montgomery continuing probably won you your fantasy championship. Uh, if you had, you know, him and maybe Kamara alongside you, mm-hmm. but uh, Jose, what do you guys say about this one? Yeah. I mean, it's crazy to think that the bears have a better record than the Vikings. Um, but I mean, it's, just, it's all comes down to this, you know, resurgence of David Montgomery. He's just been, insane these past you know few weeks really boosting his draft stock for next year mm-hmm. which I mean I, I, I definitely have faith in him next year I, I hope they keep playing like this but yeah Allen Robinson another great game from him you know we've been saying he needs to be paid all year but uh, Mike Glennon in his revenge game um, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Oh, I do not want to pull up the highlights okay here we go yeah uh, Mike Glennon is revenge game through two touchdowns and two picks, kind of tough, but um, yeah, just a, a, pr- a pretty much a beat down on the they, they had no chance. Yeah, no, um, uh, yeah, just uh, weird to see James Robinson. Um, I mean, obviously not, you know, because they're trying to tank, they don't want to play their best player. Um, just sucks for anyone that had him. Um, in fantasy, David Montgomery, yeah, he's been going off, but he's giving me massive Kenyon Drake vibes from last season. Um, I think his draft stock's going to go up. I just don't necessarily know if I, I'm willing to, like, uh, you know, get him, like, at a high, like at a higher spot, I guess. I don't know. I still just don't trust him all the way. Um, and then Allen Robinson just doing what he does. I desperately want to see him, um, you know, if, if the Bears aren't getting Watson, we need to see him go to another team. Um, I think, you know, like somehow, like, shoot, I don't know, if like Green Bay could make him their second, like wide receiver two or something like that, or just get him on a contender would be incredible. Um, and yeah, just the Bears are just the Colts, the, the Colts, Colts need to figure out their quarterback situation too. Um, um, but just the Bears, it's just been so weird. Like they can't decide if they want to be ass or if they want to be playoff team no no clue as to the Jags uh Chark um had a good game and then Chanel had a good game as well they both caught touchdowns but I mean it's the Jags they're just waiting on Trevor Lawrence to get drafted um but yeah let's see if the Bears can make it in I don't think they're 
going to make any noise, but good for them saving their saving their season. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm going to have a lot of faith in someone like Chanel and someone like Chark with uh, Trevor Lawrence there, you know, a generational talent. It's going to be interesting to see how he transforms them because, I mean, if they're putting up these decent numbers, we've, you know, Gardner Minshew, who's in a bad quarterback at all, but then Mike Lennon, uh, what's going to happen with Trevor Lawrence. So that'll be interesting to see. But, uh, again, teams fighting for a playoff spot. Um, we have the Giants uh, losing a crucial one and the Baltimore winning a big one uh, with a 27 to 13 victory over the New York Giants. Um, Lamar Jackson is trying to continuously prove, uh, you know, what the early season critics were saying about him, you know, especially fancy wise people were uh, dogging on him for not playing, you know, up to his drafted position. But these last few weeks he's been playing, you know, reminiscent of what his MVP season was like. So uh, Jose, what do you got to say about this one? Yeah. I mean, you pretty much hit it on the head. He's he's been playing Lamar Jackson football. You know he's not gonna go out there and pass the ball. You know forty times a game, but he's gonna he's gonna throw touchdowns through the air and he's gonna run the ball. You know, up the defense and the Giants. I mean, they've there's really nothing that the Giants you know are playing for now. You know, at one point they you thought they were gonna win the the division. Now it's like, what even is this division? But um, Shepard with a good game, nine for 77 and a touchdown. Gallman, I, I started Gallman in one of my leagues. Uh, just they, They've been really going away from him, uh, which it sucks to see. I, I don't know if they're going to um, keep him for next year. You know, hopefully Saquon can come back fully healthy. But, yeah, Gus Edwards with 85 on the ground. But Lamar Jackson's the best running back on this team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great to see Lamar. I mean, uh, 6.2 yards per carry. He had a, a, a great day on the ground. And then Dobbins as well, uh, seven yards a carry um, and a touchdown. You know, he had a you know a very good second half of the season as well. Um, you know, the only fantasy-relevant guy really on the Giants uh, this week was Sterling Shepard. Uh, nine catches, 77 yards, and a touchdown. It was really great. And, I mean, pro bowler Evan Ingram, seven catches, 65 yards, like, a little bit better than he usually does, um, but yeah, I mean, this is what the Ravens do. They beat up on uh, they beat up on bad teams. Yeah, it was uh, Gallman. I think it was just like game script for him. I mean, they they went down two touchdowns uh, in the first quarter, so they needed to uh, you know pass to get out of that. But uh, yeah, you know, this is what the Ravens do. They just beat up on bad teams. And even though the Giants are technically a, you know, still in contention for that NFC spot, they're a terrible team. So yeah. So, uh, one of the highest scoring games between uh, two of the worst teams in the league, we have the Cincinnati Bengals, another win. Uh, you know, not looking good for them with their draft position, especially, you know, given that they need to surround uh, Burrow with talent. And uh, it's going to be hard for them to get that uh, offensive tackle out of Oregon with the way they're playing right now. So, Cincinnati, though, well, 37 to 31 victory over the Houston Texans. I just feel bad for Deshaun Watson at this point. I mean, that is team. Can literally not play defense to go against uh, Brandon Allen uh, while Deshaun Watson is putting on the best performance he possibly can. So, Carson, what do you got to say about this one? Yeah, this was a weird fantasy game for the Bengals. Just, like, a ton of points for the Bengals coming from, like, guys out of nowhere. I mean, P. Ryan, like, getting all the work. Like, I don't even know if he, like, was playing at all the last few weeks and, like, getting all the work that Bernard would have probably gotten. Um 
So, you know, that was weird. Brandon Allen actually had a, um, a really solid game. I mean, th- 371 yards, two touchdowns. He was a QB 10 for the week, um, which was very shocking. Um, and then T. Higgins, uh, you know, just kind of showing a, a lot of um, a lot of Terry McLaurin in him where it just doesn't really matter who's the quarterback. He's still going to get his. Um, he's had a great season, and I, I love him for next year. Um, I think he definitely has some, you know, like – second year wide receiver where he's just going to be like, uh, you know, elevate his game even further. Um, he had a great day, six catches, 99 yards and touchdown. Um, so yeah, great win for the Bengals. As for the Texans, uh, Watson doing what he does. Uh, David Johnson uh, coming back to life with 12, uh, 12 carries, 120 yards and a touchdown. And then Cooks um, with a great day as well. Um, but yeah, just the Texans, it's, ugh. Sad to see, bro, because Watson's killing it. But I actually bet the Bengals because um, they're hot right now. I don't know why they're choosing to win, but they're hot right now. And, uh, yeah, I want to see I want to see what they do against the uh, the Ravens, right? They're playing the Ravens next week? Yes. Ravens are in trouble, bro. They're in trouble. <laughs> Majay P right now here. I mean, hey, shout out to T. Higgins. He is on the fringe of breaking 1,000 yards uh, on the season. You know, if, if he had another performance similar to this, you know, he's going to be right there with 92 yards away. Yeah. So a great season from him. Um, yeah. Definitely going to be, you know, on the lookout for him next year, especially if, if Boyd, I don't know what's the deal with Boyd, but even with Boyd, I think, you know, he would be very efficient. Yeah. Uh, if Boyd or Green, like if one of them like gets traded or, you know, something happens to them, like, I mean, Green's probably Higgins irrelevant and, at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, he's going to be, yeah, good. he's already. Yeah. Auden Tate's gonna be the next target, target. Oh, I forgot about that guy. Yeah, but um, no, I shout out David Johnson though. I mean, he played a really solid game. Uh, I know least fancy wise, 128 yards on the ground and a touchdown, and then also got four, uh, three receptions for 11 yards and touchdown. You know, good PPR day. Uh, great to see that he's having a good closeout to the season. But then again, uh, he will probably get drafted a lot later than he uh, did in fancy drafts this year. But um, look at the next one. Oh, we got the Chargers, Justin Herbert, setting the rookie touchdown passing mark uh, record set by uh, Baker Mayfield with a 19-16 to 16 victory over the Broncos. You know, not the most interesting games to the uh, lesser teams in the league. But, Jose, what do you have to say about this one? Yeah, I mean, Herbert has been impressive all year. Um, you know, outdoing Drew Locke. This game, really not the greatest offensive game for either team. But um, a solid performance from from Eckler. He obviously had that touchdown through the air. Um, but he's only getting 10 carries. I think this Chargers team with a better a better defense and a better coach is pretty scary for the future. They're right there with, like – they're, like, a step right behind where the Dolphins are right now. They're, like, next year could be their, their kind of coming out party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think they just need um... – a couple more playmakers um, besides uh, besides Keenan Allen. I actually do really like Guyton, and I think him and Herbert, um, you know, have a, a solid connection going deep. But just, you know, Mike Evans, he always just seems to be injured or it seems like he's not even out there sometimes. And, yeah, definitely. Williams, looks pretty, yeah. <laughs> what did I say? You said Evans. Oh, I said Evans. My bad. Sorry. I got Same player. 40 bomb on my mind. Basically. Yeah, yeah, ba- yeah basically. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Mike Williams. I don't know if like he's got. They definitely need another weapon. And then as for the Broncos, um, 
you know, Judy, I think Judy's got like the yips. I mean, he's been dropping a lot of balls lately. He got 15 targets, only six catches. Um, and so I want to see him do a little bit better. Um, you know, and this team, I don't know, like, yeah, they'll get Von Miller back, but I still don't like his lock really the guy. I think Elway wants, wants him to be the guy, but I think we all know, like, that's not the case. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they try and go a quarterback later in the draft, you know, second round. If one of the guys falls like Mac Jones, Kyle Trask would not be surprised to see, you know, because I mean, he's been, Drew Locke's been playing, has played enough games at this point where we could kind of get a judge on if he's going to get good or not, at least to what we've seen from the last couple of years. But um, without that, uh, we'll head to the next game. We got the Panthers um, taking this uh, 20 to 13 victory over the Washington football team, you know, very crucial for the football team here, but uh, Dwayne Haskins, zero touchdowns, two interceptions, uh, and ended up getting released from the team after this game. But um, yeah, interesting game to see, uh, from both sides, you know, not the greatest offensive showing, but we did see McKissick and Curtis Samuel play well. But uh, Jose, what do you have to say about this one? Oh, Jose, you're muted. Oh, my bad. Uh, Curtis, Sam- I was saying Curtis Samuel is pretty much their wide receiver one and running back at this point. I mean, you know, he's out there putting 50, 52 yards on the ground and 100 yards through the air. Um, just what a absolute Swiss Army knife for them. Um, really interested to see how they, you know, incorporate him once McCaffrey comes back. But uh, yeah, solid win for the Panthers. Really tough for the for the football team. Looks like they're not going to win this division anymore. But uh, it's good to see Gibson back out there um, after he went down with the got toe injury. But yeah. Yeah, Jose, it took everything I was going to say. I love seeing Samuel. Uh, you know, get seven carries, 52 yards. That's amazing uh, fantasy-wise. Um, and, yeah, that's, a, that's about it, honestly. Yeah, he saw everything I was going to say. McKissick went off. Logan Thomas had another solid game, seven catches, 63 yards. That's really, really solid for a tight end. Um, but, yeah, shout out the Panthers. I mean, I actually like the Panthers, like, going forward. I think they're, like, one of the best, like, bad teams in football. Oh, yeah. Um, so, so, I think, you know, once they get McCaffrey back next year, uh, you know, get a couple more guys on defense. Like, I like them going forward. There's a yeah. sneaky team. They got three really promising young prospects on that defensive end. You know, they got Jeremy Chin, who's been playing really well this season. Obviously, Brian Burns is one of the best pass rushers. And Derek Brown's been a run-stuffing monster for them. But it'll be interesting to see fantasy-wise next year how you're going uh, to rank, you know, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, and uh, Christian McCaffrey. So uh, hopefully Teddy Bridgewater can pull it together and we can see some uh, – so him play the way that, you know, he wasn't uh, Minnesota before that injury went down for him. But um, mm-hmm. going to the next game, we got uh, the Cowboys with a statement victory uh, with a 37 to 17 victory over the Eagles. You know, uh, Jalen Hurts was not the person that he'd been of recent uh, with a touchdown and two interceptions uh, in this game. But, um, you know, Michael Gallup and Cooper uh, came out to play this game. So uh, without further ado, I'll let the Cowboys man himself, Jose, what do you guys say about this one? Hey, not only Gallup and Cooper, but CD out there had a had a touchdown on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just a great great performance from the offense and the defense. I mean, the defense. No, we normally really struggle with with mobile quarterbacks. I mean, you saw what Lamar Jackson did to us. Um, 
you know, you've seen what other other quarterbacks like Deshaun Watson has done to us in the past. If we do not do well with running QBs, but for some reason this game we were just able to really read. I mean, he did get 69 yards on the ground, but um, we were just able to read his passes and and get those picks. But Deshaun Jackson, like, how is he still burning us after all these years? Like, he was Tyreek Hill before Tyreek Hill. Um, you know, one catch, 81 yards and a touchdown, and he does nothing the rest of the game. Um but yeah, just insane. I mean, I don't know how old he is now. What, like 33 or something? Oh, he's like 35. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he's out there. Just, and he's still out still there. Like, fast. Still fast. Still fast. And he hadn't yeah. even played 34. for like seven games. He just wakes up out of bed and just, just zoom in. <laughs> out there. But yeah, I mean, Zeke fighting for his fighting for his bag. I mean, he's out there um, pretty much fighting to keep his spot after Pollard had put up such a great performance the week before. But. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a good win. It's good to see, you know, our, our guys still fighting out there. Uh, sadly, we don't have Dak, but Dolan, Dolan is, is solid, I guess. <laughs> Carson, to add? Yeah, Dol- yeah, I mean, Dolan's like one of the most like overqualified backups in the league. I mean, like he's was a starter on, you know, some pretty solid Bengals teams there for a few years. Um, Michael Gallup, just like, come out of nowhere it seemed like he did nothing all season um and I think a guy that like like I I personally loved uh you know him and CD I loved them going into this season for fantasy just because you're getting like similar production to Cooper at like you know a draft position way later than Cooper um but Gallup didn't really do anything all year but besides this game monster game and he's someone I think like Allen Robinson like I desperately want to see like get traded and a team just came in my head. I think the Dolphins, like you see what happened with, you know, Hopkins and Diggs, you know, going to the young quarterbacks. I think the Dolphins need to follow that plan um, and get a weapon like that for Tua. If you really think he's the guy, get him someone that, um, you know, helps his game out so much more, get him like a wide receiver, you know, one like that. Um, And I just think, you know, they don't really even need Gallup. I mean, yeah, it's nice having all three of them, but Cooper and Lamb are so good. you know, I think he's a potential trade target as well. Maybe bolster up that defense. Um, but yeah, you know, Zeke uh, again had a solid game, uh, which was weird. Like why they didn't use Pollard uh, more than they did, especially like what he did last week. Um, nine carries, but still, like I think should have been probably like a 50-50 split. Out, that's what I was kind of expecting. Um, and then Philly, like no one over four catches. Uh, just their receiving core is just such a mess. Like yeah, you mentioned it. Like the fact that they had like probably their best play like all season with Deshaun Watson or Deshaun Jackson, and uh, they don't go to him at all after that. It's just like mind, like it's like what? Like that's what he that does. Was the coolest. Play. Yeah, that's what he does. But it's like why not like try it a few more times at least, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, just good wasting for the Cowboys, him. bro. Just wasting them. But yeah, good for the Cowboys, bro. Uh, end the season on a bang. So are they? They're officially like at the top now, right? Yeah, we're uh, first. We're tied records with uh, Washington. Yeah, mm-hmm. but um, you know uh, what I was gonna say. Um, Michael Gallup, though, like you were saying, Carson. I mean, if he goes to another team, he's gonna be so on that. He's gonna get the eye from fantasy football. He's gonna be the digs of next season uh, if he does go somewhere. Because I would expect, you know, they still got to pay big money to Dak. Uh, obviously, that he was playing on the franchise tag this year. But you know, as Jose has mentioned to us plenty of times, uh, which is very much so true. Dak's the reason why this team, you know, he's the engine that pulls them. So, uh, 
you know, I think Cedric Wilson can do a great job being a wide receiver three, but if not, you know, they still got two talented running backs out there. You know, Dalton Schultz has shown signs of potential, but you know, with one of the best route runners in the league in Cooper and one of the best rising stars at wide receiver in CD lamb, I think this team can still be a powerhouse in offense. But, um, and these guys, you're probably going to get a discount on them in next year's draft. They'll probably be ranked, um, you know, a little bit lower than they were this upcoming season. Um, and I think that's like definitely a big bargain, especially, you know, uh, with that coming back, I, like, you know, fantasy wise, this team has a ton, a ton of potential. It's just, you know, yeah, waiting on Dak to come back because he was awesome when he was playing. Yeah. And then, and then again, speaking of the Dolphins, you know, it's gonna be interesting to see because uh, given on how that Texans picks ends up, they're either going to go, you know, so in Penaisu or they're going to go after Jamar Chase. Uh, you know, if they get a high top three pick, I'm assuming they're going to go tackle. But, you know, if it goes farther down, they're going to get someone like Waddle, uh, Chase, or Devontae Smith. But um, mm-hmm. That's again, so we got you the Texans don't have their own pick. I know. It's so and sad. And so bad. <laughs> Bill O'Brien, like, just dismantled them, bro. Like, yeah. No crazy. offensive tackle is worth – I mean, yes, there is, but that's just putting so much of your future – Online, I mean, but Tunzo uh, has been good though. What Tunzo has been good. Oh, though. he's been good, but at the same time, that's a lot for a team that you know. Well, I yeah. mean, they didn't know what it was going to look like because they still had Hopkins on the team when they made the trade, but um, yeah, yeah, he so, would look a lot better if they still had Hopkins, but they, oh, of course, too. but going to this next game, we have uh, the Rams <laughs> losing a crucial one against the Seahawks, uh, with the as the Seahawks with a 20 to 9 victory over the Rams, Russell Wilson, you know. Unfortunately, he's probably not going to see the single MVP vote this year again. But, I mean, it's his fault at this point. I mean, he had such a strong start, uh, but then just kind of fell off slowly but surely. But, Carson, how about you take away with this one? Yeah, the Rams are so weird, bro, because I really do think that they can be right up there with, like, the elites of the NFC. They're so inconsistent on offense. And, like, their defense, I think, is really, really great. Um, But just Goff is – you know, that 2016 draft, like, you know, him and Wentz are just, like, falling off, like, so fast. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, obviously Wentz, but Goff as well. Just, you know, he's so hit or miss. Um, and when he's on, like, it's not really like he's on enough to where it's like, okay, damn, we have to keep this guy. Like, I mean, 50, 50 QBR, just, um, you know, kind of really pathetic, especially in a game uh, with this weight. Um, you know, Cup, I mean, had a solid day. He catches 66 yards. You know, that's decent. Um, but just a just a very disappointing game, like fantasy wise, because this you know, this game is full of uh, you know fantasy football stars. I mean, yeah, Cobb Woods, you know, Chris Carson, Metcalf, Lockett, you know, all those guys. Um, I think we're like probably like around ten points or less. Um, I mean, Cobb uh, was a little bit more, but most of those guys kind of uh, kind of busted. But yeah, just a weird game, and I think both of these teams just kind of showing that they're kind of pretenders as well um I mean if they get the right matchup but I still think um I'd probably rather take like the Saints um Packers and then I think the Bucks as well I think it just because the Bucks defense is um is really elite I think I'd take them over these guys as well especially Jose anything yeah. to add um the Seahawks clinched the division with this win right uh yes yeah yeah, yeah so I mean it was an important win for them um, mm-hmm. in the Rams playoff, you know, positioning kind of in jeopardy now, especially with the Niners win. But, um, yeah, DK Metcalf, 
with a solid game. Other than that, you know, not the greatest, not the greatest uh, fantasy outing for anyone. With the Seahawks, it's like I want to say like, oh, you know, once you get in the playoffs, it's hard to, you know, it's hard to bet against Russ because he's that elite, like especially in the clutch. But like he just hasn't really been playing like that like the last few weeks. He hasn't been playing like that Russ that like we know and love that like, you know, is pulling games out of his ass the last you know quarter or so. Like just hasn't really been like that. He hasn't really been as dynamic. Um, and I don't, I don't know, know why. I don't know either. I don't know if he's like sneakily injured. I don't know if it's like just the play calling. Like their defense has been better of recent. Like if you look at has, I think the yeah. stats from week nine, I think that's when they got Carlos Dunlap. I mean, they've been leading the league in sacks since then. You know, they've had a ton of stops in the red zone. They've been a good red zone defense. It's just crazy to see how the table turned because, you know, uh, I bet, you know, a lot of people were doing a lot of trades to get Metcalf and Lockett and, I mean, Metcalf's just fallen off as the last couple of weeks because it seems like this mm-hmm. offense just isn't clicking, even though they got everyone healthy. I mean, who's not there? So. Yeah, and it's not like – yeah, I think they're – like you said, they're definitely reverting back to, like, the old Seahawks where their defense is, like, better and they're not doing as much on offense. But it's not like they're – you know, it's not like their running game is, like, anything special. I mean, Carson, like, had a deep, like, okay game. I mean, uh, six, nine yards, 16 carries, like, it's all right. But – yeah, just so like both of these teams are just like so weird. Like I like you you expect so much from the, from them, and it, at least like you expect the bare minimum. Like you expect like Matt Kappa Lockett or like the Rams guys to do well. But just like the, both teams have just been so like all over the place this season. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, going to the next one, we got the Packers actually getting a win over a good team for the first time. It seems like in a while uh, with a dominating performance though. Uh, in the snow in Lambeau with a 40 to 14 victory over the Tennessee Titans as all three stars on Green Bay uh, play well, but another star arrives as um, Boston College running back rookie A.J. Dillon with 124 yards and two touchdowns in the day. But uh, Carson, what do you got to say about this one? Yeah, I mean, um, I think the only way you're beating a, a fantasy team with Kamara is if you had, uh, you know, had Adams or like Evans as well. Um, like Adams just you know, like Kelsey did, just capping off a monster season uh, for him. You know, he truly was like this year's Michael Thomas. Just ridiculous. I mean, 11 catches, 140 yards, three touchdowns. He even had some, like, catches, like, late in the game, too, which was awesome to see just because, like, uh, you know, they were up so much and he was still getting those fantasy points. So, great for Adams. Monster game in the snow, no less, like, uh, which is, you know, even more impressive. He looked like, you know, he was playing on – a normal field and everyone else was on skates. Um, and then, like you said, Dylan uh, stealing all of Aaron Jones' fantasy points. I know Aaron Jones' managers are pissed, um, but he had a monster. I mean, 21 carries, 124 yards, two touchdowns. Monster, monster day. Rodgers as well, four touchdowns. I um, mean, as for the Titans, um, you know, all their guys, uh, you know, kind of struggled. I mean, you know, not an ideal matchup. You know, they're playing in the snow. Um, you know, the Packers are great at home, but it definitely um, did not look like the Titans that we've been seeing uh, all season. And especially, oh, also Henry, uh, very, you know, very disappointed. This is kind of like his kind of game, you know. Yeah, like they're in the snow, but the Packers have a terrible run defense. You'd expect him to go off, put up like an A.J. Dillon stat line, but, you know, 23 carries, 98 yards, but, you know, no touchdowns or anything. Um, They, you know, shut him down at least a, a little bit, you know, didn't let him go off for what he's normally doing around this time of the year. Exactly. 
Yeah, I mean, I was going to say the same thing. I, I was expecting Derrick Henry to put up this 21 for 124. Um, yeah. But, I mean, he still put up 98. It's just that, um, you know, what really holds him back fantasy-wise is that he doesn't get receptions. Um, so, yeah. if he's not getting that touchdown, he's pretty much not relevant that week. But, um, yeah, kind of disappointing game for the for the Titans. But just a monster day for, for Rodgers and Adams. It's absolutely insane. Yeah. But, hey, I think you got to point out Derrick Henry, though, his longest rush was only 10 yards. So, he wasn't – you know, he was just getting, you know – Bits by bits in his rushes, which is, you know, like you said, sad to see going against a team that is viewed as one of the uh, – well, no, that not viewed as – is one of the worst rush defenses in the NFL. So but it uh, is a good sign for the Packers, like, going into the playoffs. Like, oh. to see that from them, you know, that's huge. But, yeah, fantasy-wise, it's like, damn, like, yeah. you're expecting way more. To be able to hold the, you know, the most dominant runner in the NFL right now. But – uh Yeah. Look at this last game on Monday night. We have the Bills with a dominating 38-9 to victory over the New England Patriots. Um, Buffalo will fight for that number two seed uh, going, the next week, going into this weekend. But, you know, I'll, I left this game for Jose because I know he's the Bills supporter himself this season. So, Jose, let me hear it out. Just – what a performance from Josh Allen. I'm so hyped for them in the playoffs. Um, you know, him and Diggs is kind of like uh, Rodgers and Adams light. Um, it's just Diggs was, you know, my MVP this season, him and Josh Allen, obviously. But um, what a what a game. I mean, to be able to blow out the Patriots, not only blow them out, but also hold them to, you know, less than 10 points which this season isn't really a feat, but, you know, in years past, that's kind of like, you know, insane to think about that you're able to beat down on the pads like this. And, I mean, Cam Newton with 34 passing yards, this is just disgusting to look at. Like, what an ugly box score <laughs> um, on the Patriots side of the ball. But on the on the Bills side of the ball, just what a game, you know, from, from the two studs who have been their two studs all year. I mean, there's really no – nothing new here, but – yeah, just so hyped, so hyped to see them in the playoffs. Yeah, me too, man. Um, yeah, I mean, it was just dope to see them play this way just because, you know, Patriots have been kicking their ass for the last, like, 20 years. This was, like, you know, finally, like, you know, this one year, you know, this one game, you know, this is for all those, like, blowout losses that you handed us. Like, we're going to give it to you. And just awesome to see, like, you know, Allen and Diggs just cap off, like, it's a, such a, like, tremendous season, like, from both of them, just, like, real-life, fantasy-wise. Um, you know, obviously, in our league, I wasn't a Bills guy, but in another league, uh, I kind of had a team, like, kind of similar to uh, Jose's. Like, I'm all in on Josh Allen, and he's from the Valley, too. Like, he's, you know, near Fresno. Shout-out Fireball. Um, you know, so he's a Valley boy as well. Um, just love this Bills team, and I'm super excited. I think I think we all need uh, Bills Chiefs. Um, you know, offensive showdown. Yeah, yeah. I still, you know, as like, of course, like what Allen's done this year is incredible, but I still am a little nervous just because of you know what happened last year in the playoffs, and obviously he's improved tremendously from that. I just still, um, you know, I need to see. I'm not, you know, I'm not like guaranteeing them to get to the championship game, anyways. I think we all need to see that, but I'm still just a little wary of just how he's gonna play. Um, in the playoffs, but they've just been awesome this year. Like, you know, him and Diggs 
out here winning uh, winning championships on, on a Monday night. Just incredible, bro. Like, they're, they're so awesome all year. Yeah, I mean, also pointing out, uh, Cole Beasley didn't even play that well. But then again, you got to realize they're going against J.C. Jackson and Stephon Gilmore. And look what Stephon Diggs did. And I mean, just, you know, talking about, like, how great he's been this season, let's just take a look at his stats right here. 120 receptions leads the league, I think, by miles ahead. 1,459 yards. He's been an absolute monster, especially these last couple of weeks, and eight touchdowns, you know. It's going to be interesting to see. I think he's going to get drafted as a top five receiver next year, 100%. I know when it comes down to it, we're definitely going to be going through tons of episodes breaking down who should be your top wide receivers, you know, draft board-wise. You know, the way I'm seeing it right now, it's probably going to be Adams, you know, Hopkins, and then Tyreek or Stephon Diggs will be fighting for that spot. It's going to be interesting to see, you know. Uh, It's just been great to see that, you know, this trade was probably one of the most mutually beneficial trades that we've seen in a long time. I mean, obviously, oh, no yeah. one was going to expect Justin Jefferson to put up these type of numbers uh, that he did this season. And then no one expected Diggs to play as well as he did. I mean, I was expecting, you know, probably about 1,200 yards, you know, probably 80 or something so receptions. But he's just been, you know, absolutely ridiculous. And you just hope that he can continue. He keeps that Minneapolis miracle energy into the playoffs. Yeah. And he can pull off some great moments for this team. But um, without further ado, we will head into our fancy team of the week. Obviously brought to you by yours truly, Jose. So uh, yep. bring him in at QB number one. We have Josh Allen and that dominating performance over the New England Patriots. And running back one, I think, might be the highest score. I, I don't know. Don't uh, quote me on that. Alvin Kamara, though, in his sixth touchdown performance with 56.2. Running back number two, we have Miles Gaskin going 80 yards, over 80 yards on the ground and through there. Wide receiver one, we have Devontae Adams with his three touchdown game uh, with 43.2. In another three touchdown game, we got Stephon Diggs with 41 and a half. Tight end one, uh, obviously someone we haven't seen at all on this list and someone that, you know, was kind of, I think I had, people had a lot of expectations for going in this year, but Irv Smith though has been balling out these last couple of weeks with its two touchdown performance against the Saints, 23.3. And then at Flex, we got Mike Evans, who absolutely dominated alongside Tom Brady this uh, week. Defense, we got the Panthers uh, going against the Washington football team. And then kicker Jason Sanders, who is uh, kicker one uh, this season. But 304.5 points, I believe, is the highest scoring week we have seen this year, which is just absolutely ridiculous to see. Championship but, uh, week too, like just going off, going crazy. Uh, Jose, you're uh, Tyreek. Tyreek had more points than Camara, like I think three or four weeks ago when he put okay. seven. I was conf- I was thinking between that one. So yeah, yeah. I mean it's crazy how many big performances we've had. Think about the fourth team. We've seen Tyler Lockett's dominating three a uh, two hundred yard game against the Cardinals. We saw Tyreek just absolutely obliterate the Buccaneers uh, in one quarter essentially. And then we saw Kamara putting up six touchdowns on the ground. You know, Kamara's not really known for being the craziest rusher yeah. as a back. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see. I, I don't imagine he breaks a thousand yards this season because I think he's got to get like about 80 or so. And assuming next week, they're probably going to be sticking to Latavius Murray, you know, who's been a guy that they stick to on rushing a lot. And they'll probably just stick, you know, he's also going to go over a thousand scrimmage yards every time. But it'll be interesting to see. Is Derrick Henry or Calvin Kamara going to win offensive player of the year? I think that's going to be uh, the biggest debate that we see. But um, 
I think without no much further matters to be discussed, uh, we're going to adjourn uh, this podcast for today. We will be back week 17, I think, with a pretty big episode breaking down, looking forward towards these uh, playoff games. Uh, not fantasy-wise, but we'll be breaking down just some regular football for you guys, probably some shorter episodes. But stay tuned. Obviously, remember, link in bio uh, for our Spotify. Please follow the podcast. Support us as much as you can. And signing out. Peace.